1: Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.
0: Welcome to Recode Media. with Peter Kafka, that is me. This is not an emergency podcast. We actually planned for this, but it is a uh, it's a special podcast where we could talk about the news in in audio space or as uh, what Mark Zuckerberg calls the a first-class media space. I think that's what he calls it. Uh, we're here to talk about Apple and Facebook and Spotify and everyone who's who's newly interested in podcasts and audio. Again, special guest here, is Zach Mack, my former and
1: current producer partner. Hi, Zach. Hey, what's going on, Peter? How you doing?
0: Where Where are you calling from? It's a fancy studio.
1: I am in Long Beach, California, at the moment, at a friend who is a. An engineer, so he has his own studio.
0: That's why you look happy and relaxed. Um, Nice to see you again. I look forward to seeing you in real life. Um, Very big picture. I want to zoom all the way back. If we go back like two-ish, three-ish years ago, podcasting pretty much is Apple. Um, You can hear podcasts other places, but most everyone is distributing through Apple. Apple and podcasting are synonymous. And now that's maybe... Well, it's definitely not the case, and, and it may be really fragmenting, and we want to talk about that. Uh, Spotify, as we've talked about a bunch of times on this show, is, has invested a lot into podcasting. That's the big change. Yes. Uh, but we're also seeing Facebook at least say they're interested in this. Um, audio in general is is newly hot. Uh, Clubhouse at least was the app of the moment for a little while, and now everyone has a Clubhouse clone. Um, and so... There's a good chance you're going to listen to this conversation, maybe somewhere other than Apple Podcasts. So let's let's start by talking about all of that. Let's do it. So today's news, uh, we're taping this on Tuesday, 420, happy 420, (laughs) ha ha, is that Apple has announced a a subscription uh, plan, which we knew they were going to come out with. This is Mm -hmm. closer to Patreon than Luminary. Meaning you, an individual podcast creator, can decide to sell a podcast through Apple Podcast. Apple will keep 30% of that. You get 70. After a year, you keep 85%. Apple keeps 15. Um, And you can set the terms. You can sell it for anywhere as low as 49 cents a month or up. Um, so again, this is I think the way that Apple is positioning this and they're not using the word Patreon, but it's it's closer to Patreon where you find a podcast you like and you want to support that creator and they're offering you something extra too. that could be extra content or they could be stripping out the ads. Um, it's Presumably it's for people who are hardcore fans of a particular podcasts as opposed to someone who's just found it. And it's different than the luminary model, which is yeah. bundling a bunch of stuff together that you probably didn't know about and asking you to pay a lot more money for that. What do you think about that idea?
1: Yeah, as a creator who has staked their financial well-being and future on podcasts and the monetization of podcasts, I'm excited about this. This is something we've wanted and needed for a long time. I think Patreon has started to get into this a little bit, but with Apple rolling out something similar to this, They're also they're also the platform. So it's it's, they're going to work a little bit more seamlessly. It'll be a little less clunky than the Patreon because it's all happening within one app experience. So it'll be a little more seamless. And yeah, I support this. It's going to be another monetization strategy for podcast creators. And and anything that gets us away from being solely dependent on ad revenue is a good thing, I think 30 percent. Off the top from Apple is is a lot, but that goes away after the first year. It then it then comes down to fifteen yep. percent that they take, which is still significant. And
0: the Apple argument is, we're in a lot of places, we're all over the world, we're we're going to make it up on volume,
1: right? And to their credit, they're the ones who are, I guess, making the tools that are that are helping, right? The, and then it's all happening through their platform, and in a lot of ways, they they're responsible for the space being what it is today. So Apple
0: hasn't announced a lot of people coming on board for this. They they, they flagged a few people in, in some sizzle reels like uh, Pushkin, the podcast company that Malcolm Gladwell co-founded, um, is apparently going to be involved. I mean, one question that, that people who are making podcasts at scale of big audiences and big advertising revenues are going to have to think about is, do we want to offer this if we offer it, if we offer a popular podcast and strip out advertising? Um, what are our current advertisers gonna think about that? Even if the cannibalization issue goes away because we're making more money selling ad free podcasts than than we were from advertising, we don't want to lose our advertisers. So how do we how do we navigate right. that? So, Zach, you mentioned your your future and your your podcasting endeavors. You made your mm-hmm. own podcast last last summer. Let's plug it. What's it called?
1: Yes, yeah, so I made a, an independent travel podcast. It's like a highly immersive travel show uh, called Greetings from It's Somewhere, excellent. And I did that separate. Thank you. I did that separate from Vox Media. I think this type of thing makes a lot more sense for a show like that.
0: Why is that? So that's a show no one had heard of, right? You, you created it. Right. So um, why, why why do you think someone would pay you to hear a podcast they didn't know anything about? How, would you, how do you imagine getting them to pay for it as opposed to listening to it for free?
1: I think people like to get behind paying for independent creators, right? That's been successful with, with Patreon. People like to buy merch and, and they just really like to support the creators that are a little bit further away from being attached to these big networks. I don't think this model is going to make as much sense for someone like Vox Media, maybe who has really good relationships with a lot of advertisers. And so much of the business is driven by that, but maybe we'll see. I, I'm I'm really not sure but it does make a lot of sense for the people who are already doing patreon type things and have like a really ravenous fan base you know like a really active fan base and and that that personal connection is a lot closer you know you look at like last podcasts on the left or you know some of the other like small political podcasts that are just not associated with networks but they have um, they're just a really active fan base it, it feels like it makes a lot of sense for those those types
0: yeah I mean on the one hand, if you've that makes sense on the other hand if you have a fan base that loves you so much they're willing to pay you could already go to patreon and tell them to meet you there right and patreon charges five yep. percent that money is could be significant and with volume so people are going to have to weigh this um and it's also just this is fundamentally interesting because apple has not tried to make podcasting a business for years, uh, years and years and years. And, and you know, within the last couple of years, the last time I talked to someone who knew stuff at Apple and they said, this yeah. is not a scale business for us. Um, we can't make it work. Um, and also, and this part's different, we don't like advertising. We don't like the kind of advertising that uh, supports podcasting right now. So we don't want to participate in that. So they've solved that problem. I don't know if this will still be a meaningful business for Apple. They have to sell a whole lot of subscriptions. But it's interesting that they've finally gone from more or less, people are going to get upset uh, when I say this, more or less inventing podcasting, but not making a business out of it to maybe trying to make a business.
1: Yeah, I do think it is a step in the right direction. For a long time, Apple drew a lot of criticism as just kind of creating the space but not really doing anything about it, not caring about it, not tending to it. Uh, I think now they are. There's there's just so much more interest in audio and then you start to see all the money that Spotify is spending and then all the, all the interest that Clubhouse is, is generating and, and now there's a sudden interest in, in live audio. So... It's it's an active space, so I do think they're smart to finally start to do something and start to cater to creators a little bit.
0: Yeah, and just one last note is, is, is I'm a little surprised that Apple is not demanding any kind of exclusivity here. You can take the exact same podcast that you're distributing for free and charge for it. Of course, no one's going to pay you for something that's literally the same, but you can you don't have to make something specific for Apple. You can do whatever you want with it. I thought they were going to sort of require you to make something that didn't exist on another platform. Um, And I do wonder what's going to happen as more folks show up into podcasting and try to carve out space by offering, Something you can't get somewhere else and and how listeners are going to react to being asked to go to Spotify to listen to a Ringer podcast and get the Zach yeah. podcast on Apple and, and something else on Patreon. It doesn't seem that part doesn't seem sustainable.
1: Well, it also hasn't really worked yet. Right. Luminary famously yep. failed for trying to do that title which tried to do it in the music industry did not do particularly well. I remember Stitcher had an exclusive yep. app. I don't think that did very well. They had to scrap that. So, people don't like to be forced. But I think this is something where the creator can decide and can push people towards a little bit of pay model or not. There's a there's a little more flexibility and choice and I think people are comfortable with that.
0: Luminary and title uh, Stitcher they all come with asterisks. One can explain why those things didn't work. And, you know, the counterpoint to that as well is people are happy-ish to pay for Netflix and for Disney Plus and for HBO Max because they know those are are different things and different products. Speaking of different platforms, let's talk about Facebook, which Mm -hmm. announced plans to have a bunch of audio products uh, yesterday, didn't actually debut them. I've covered it on Sunday. And yesterday, you can read all my my stories about that. Uh, Casey Newton interviewed Mark Zuckerberg about this. And so Mark Zuckerberg wanted to tell everyone that Facebook's very interested in audio. Uh, That's a couple different components. There's basically, they're going to have their own version of Clubhouse or maybe two versions of Clubhouse. They are going to have something called, I think it's called Soundbites, which is the ability for me or Zach or my mom or Zach's mom to record something and put it in their Facebook feed, which
1: (laughs) Twitter already has a version of that.
0: And no one wants, they've been trying to do it for years and years. No one, no one wants this, but we'll see. And then there is some kind of podcast play that kind of involves Spotify. And there seems to be a great deal of confusion between Facebook and Spotify about that. But we can talk about all that. What was your takeaway from, from yesterday's Facebook news, Zach?
1: my takeaway is that facebook does this with everything facebook is involved in every single venture known to man right they have something for dating they have something for crypto they're like involved in ar vr streaming video this is just another thing i don't really buy that it's going to be meaningful or make a difference in our lives as podcast listeners or audio consumers or audio creators. I mean, it's a kind of like a we'll see, and but I'm I'm fairly doubtful. Facebook just does this with everything. They they like to have their hands in every pot. They try everything
0: sometimes, and they fail lots of times. They do succeed, right? They they copied Snapchat stories, and now that's how people yep. communicate on Instagram and to some degree on Facebook. So it, it can
1: work the one thing i will say that that is very much in their corner aside from their just their scale and and force and money and like their monopoly power is that podcast discovery is still largely broken and there's probably no company that could crack that the way facebook can right facebook just has so much of our data they understand our preferences in every single way to a point that it's frightening they could that power could be used to solve Podcast discovery, but you know Google hasn't been able to do that either, and they have all of our data more than any other company. Yeah, it's hard for me to imagine
0: that it's really a big priority for either Facebook or Google or anyone. Frankly, I mean, it's 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 very meaningful to Spotify because Spotify is an audio company, and there's a bunch of reasons that they want podcasts as well as music. For Facebook, even if they're enormously successful with podcasting, I don't think it's meaningful. And again, they they did spend a lot of time money on video. Um, and that was going to, you know, they were going to shove video into your feed every at every second. And we all know about pivoting to video and then pivoting away. And and that was a big uh, priority for them. So it was live video. And those things have all, they don't, they're still around, but they're way less important. Um, but just to spell this out.
1: And just like yesterday, they all had very splashy rollouts and marketing plans well, and
0: let's let's be clear they they spent a lot more time and money on those things I mean they were throwing money at, at, yeah. at famous people to make you know Facebook live stuff um, the New York Times had seven people creating Facebook live content for a little while which
1: is wild yeah if Facebook wants to change my mind, they should give me a million dollars to make my next season of the travel show.
0: I think anyone who's listening, especially this far in to this, is, is is hardcore and gets how podcasting works. But spell out the discovery problem, and and for both a user and for someone who's making podcasting, and how you think Facebook could fix that.
1: Well, for creators, if you're putting out a new podcast now, it's just really hard to get the word out. There's so much saturation; no one needs a new podcast. There's just so many podcasts and unless you're being featured on the Apple feature page or the Spotify feature page, the chances of you finding a new podcast is, is pretty tough unless there's maybe an ad for it or someone's plugging it on a podcast you're already listening to.
0: Yeah, or your friend tells you, right? You got to listen yeah. to this.
1: And I don't think there's, there's a great, system yet for if you like this the recommendation system if you like this you'll really enjoy this episode or you'll really enjoy this podcast i think they're working on it but it's just not quite there yet so uh, so many podcasts and good podcasts at that just go undiscovered and everyone's just stuck listening to joe rogan yeah
0: i mean you know people who generally say discovery is broken whether they're talking about podcasting or video or anything else are saying they can't get their thing out in the world Um, Which is definitely a problem for them. It's unclear whether it's a problem for the consumer, right? The consumer already has tons of choice. Um, Maybe they would like a better way of finding stuff out. Maybe they like a better guide. You know, look, you and I would certainly like Facebook to give us a hand promoting our next podcast. Right. maybe maybe not the next one we do but we'll see you know and and let's also be clear that there are a lot of people who are not listening to podcasts these days who haven't listened to a podcast maybe they listen to one um it would be very nice if if giant tech platforms were were giving us and other people we like a push i i, I wouldn't count on it though
1: yeah but also as a podcast user the search is really bad anytime i go to search for something you know maybe i want to get a new financial podcast it's it's hard to know which which one's the best one which one's trustworthy which which one is well produced um, how do i find something if i don't know the name of something you, you know it's mm-hmm. it's it's pretty clunky there's a there's a long we have a long okay.
0: way to go so the things will get better we mentioned uh, facebook is is cloning uh, clubhouse twitter has already cloned clubhouse um slack oh linkedin my, yeah. discord Everyone's reddit good. everyone spotify okay, so let's talk about clubhouse itself it's uh, it's as i think anyone listening to this podcast knows uh, a live chat app uh it's basically a year old uh became like one of those things you were hearing cool people talk about but couldn't get into and and so there's a lot of demand stoked and i think um at this point anyone with an iphone more or less can get to it um are you a, are you a clubhouse fan zach
1: I've used it a handful of times. I think I think it's cool for what it is in terms of engaging in kind of live panel-like discussions that are informative and participatory, uh, especially at a time where people are at home and not with each other. You know, I live in New York, so a lot of times the coolest or most interesting podcast panels are all taking place in the city that I live in, but I could understand the value if you're living elsewhere and or it's a Yeah, one 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 element of,
0: of Clubhouse that was particularly noteworthy to me was that last fall and this winter, last winter as well, um, a lot of the Clubhouse, it was very much a California VC tech inflected scene. That was one of the versions of it. A, so lot, of a that. lot of stuff that was happening at like 10 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at night. And I don't think there's any scenario where I want to listen to live audio at 10 or 11 at night. Um, maybe that'll get fixed. I mean, they're, in general, the bloom seems to have come off the clubhouse rose. They will obviously dispute that, but uh, downloads seem to have gone down. They'll go up because they'll eventually be on Android. Right now, they're on, they're iOS only. I I say this a lot. Maybe not on this podcast. I want to be very careful about dismissing Clubhouse because I'm aware that it's in many ways competitive with two parts of my job right now: podcasting and conference hosting. Um, big big component. Lots of Clubhouse seems like a business conference. Lots of clubhouse seems like a podcast, maybe a live podcast. I want to be sure that I'm not dismissing it out of hand. And I think there's at least a novelty people like, but I do some, there's some serious skepticism for me. Not surprising that this is going to be something where we stick around with. The truth is, even though it's kind of easy to make a podcast, it's hard to make something people want to listen to consistently. And I think that is going to be the challenge Clubhouse has, is how do we find good, interesting conversations that you want to hear? And also, how do we tell you that there's a good, interesting conversation um, that you want to hear? Right now, they'll just say, someone you know who's on Clubhouse is doing this, which may or may not be useful. There may be someone you don't know at all on Clubhouse having a really fascinating conversation, and they need to figure that out.
1: Yeah. I'm curious to see how it plays out. I am excited. Anytime there's Any excitement about the audio space in any way, I'm excited. I don't feel particularly threatened for my business. A lot of what I do is highly produced documentary style things, things you cannot replicate on Clubhouse Live. And also Clubhouse just doesn't really sound that good. It's all coming, you know, through an iPhone. I mean, it sounds like a conference call. But I think that is useful for live panel-like discussions about a thing. Um, I'm not sure that it always needs to be live, which is another thing, but we'll we'll see.
0: So tech investors are interested in audio. Mark Zuckerberg is interested in audio. Apple's a little bit interested in it now, apparently. Uh, we have the attention of of, of 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 rich and powerful people. What's on your wish list, Zach? What do you what do you want fixed or solved or improved? What makes your life better as a audio maker or an audio listener?
1: Yeah, it goes back to discovery and giving people the tools to find podcasts that they'll enjoy and creators better means to distribute things. The RSS feed, I am not exactly sure where I stand on that, but the fact is we're we're using somewhat antiquated technology to distribute our podcasts. But the RSS feed is also what makes podcasts kind of so egalitarian in their creation. So. Explain
0: what that means for people who are who are still with us, but not that far in the weeds. Why, why, why is RSS a, a flashpoint for these conversations?
1: So an RSS feed is how podcasts are distributed. You tell Spotify and Apple to take this link, and that's how they get your podcast. You're not actually uploading your podcast onto Apple or Spotify, right? You're
0: uploading it to a different server that's uploading it. it that's to,
1: pulling from yeah. somewhere else. And with the RSS, it makes it so kind of people can enter whatever metadata they want in any way they want. So it harms discovery in the sense that the metadata is a little bit of a mess. But it's good for creators in the sense that anyone can have an RSS feed coming from almost anywhere. So it's not all in control of Apple or Spotify. That sounds good. Yes, it, it is good. It's just the technology is not that advanced. So it does harm some of the distribution potential. Of your podcast,
0: okay. So I don't have a wish list. I, I am. I will say though that I'm. I'm on the one hand um, excited that there is money and attention coming to audio. More money and attention. It's still a very small business. Uh, the IAB is predicting like a billion dollars in 2021. That's not very much money at all um, in in advertising, at least. Um, and I like the idea that some of that money can be spread around to you and me and other people uh, who are making yes. interesting podcasts. That's all great. I do worry that as these big tech companies come to play, that uh, that the freewheeling, experimental nature of podcasting goes away as the business gets bigger. Um, on the one hand, that's kind of a champagne problem. On the other hand, that's why I get to make podcasts in my bedroom with Zach. And it's it's fun and I enjoy it and I like a world where we get to make sort of smallish scale experiments. And I worry about that going away as the business gets bigger.
1: And the other thing you don't want is for one company to win out. If Spotify is suddenly solely in control of podcasts, I don't think that's a good thing for creators because they get to set the term. And that's the same thing for Apple, right? It is good if you have Apple and Spotify and a couple others all kind of vying for podcast supremacy, as long as there's competition I think creators have more options. You can go you can go more places, and uh, these these platforms are incentivized to do better by us, to build more tools for us and and do more for the consumers, to attract more listeners. It, it's scary if one of these companies wins out, which is why it's exciting to see Spotify spend all this money, and then Apple counter with this announcement today, right? That is that's a good thing.
0: Oh, speaking of, speaking of countering, I think Spotify is going to have something to say about uh, subscriptions in the very near future. We're probably not going to make an emergency pod about that, but we'll certainly cover it on Recode Media and Recode.net and of course, Zach and I will be slacking about that. And You can't read those, but I'm <laughs> sure we'll talk again at some point in the future. Zach, great to see you. I look forward to seeing you in New York City. Come home soon. Yes.
1: I will see you soon. Thanks, Peter.
0: Thanks, Zach. Thanks to you guys for listening. Thanks to Jelani for editing and producing this and chopping it up on short notice.
1: Talk to you soon.